glad we could come to the Lord, aren't you? Amen. Well, thank the Lord. Thank you for being here tonight. Take your Bibles. Turn with me to Philippians chapter number 1. Philippians chapter number 1. And we'll let you fellows be, be in your spots tonight. We won't have you up on the platform. All right. If I, if I have you up here any longer, we'll get in trouble for child labor laws. You know, have them up here too much. And, uh, but... Uh, Thank the Lord. I, we had even, can you believe we had Catholic priests up here this morning too, didn't we, huh? And uh, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Ethan, that's it, yeah. I got to remember that. Do you, what's your name, take Lydia? Could you get maybe like a sticker? Yeah, make a little name tag on them there. All right, that'll help me there. And uh, I was going to tell Brittany to do the same thing for Ben because I keep forgetting his name too. So it, from now on, all weddings, everyone wear a name tag. That'll help me a lot. In fact, in church, do that too. All righty. Well, Philippians chapter 1, verse number 17 is where we'll begin reading. We'll read down through verse number 26. And verse 17, I'll read. You join me on 18, so on through 26. But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel... What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I walk not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. And let's ask the Lord to help us. Now, Father, thank you again for the opportunity to be here this evening. Thank you for the opportunity to preach the Word of God. And, Lord, what a blessing it is to see folks come on Sunday nights, too. And, uh, Lord, we just we love it. And, uh, Lord, it just, it just seems like it's right. It is. And I uh, just thank you that we're able to be here. Speak to us now. We've come for something from your word. And, Lord, we know you have something for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Time of my message tonight is choices. Choices. And uh, I'm going to admit something tonight. Maybe some of you have the same problem I do. <laughs> Somebody right now saying, I hope I don't have the problems he does. But I have a problem making choices sometimes. Anybody else like that? You know, a few of you maybe uh, a few have a little trouble making choices about things. Uh, my wife has said to me before, she says, what would you like for supper? And I'm like, uh, food? You know, I, I, I don't know. She said, and then she'll name some things. She doesn't make it that easy. She narrows it down to where it could be anything until a few things. And then I'm like, I don't know. And then I, I'd make a choice. And then while she's walking into the kitchen to get things ready, I'll say, no, wait, let's do this. I have trouble making choices. Uh, I, 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 just, I just do. And, and I can go to a restaurant 
And uh, I get to the restaurant, and uh, the other day we had a gift card from uh, uh, the, the Cracked Barrel, and uh, we went we went there, and and uh, they and, and I I ordered, and, and well, what they did they gave me a menu, and I'm looking. My wife said, "What are you going to have?" I go, "I don't know." I had to make a choice again, but the wonderful thing about it is, even if you make a choice at the Cracked Barrel right now. You probably won't get what you ordered. I found that out. But uh, uh, I got something else, and so uh, that's all right. But, you know, I still got it, and I had a gift card, so I didn't have to pay for it, so that was a good thing. But uh, I, I have a hard time making choices about things, and uh, I'll be in a store. My wife, she's like, oh, my, here we go. If, uh, you know, I go to Cabela's, she's like, oh, here we are, and, and, you know, anything like that. And I'll go to a store, and I'll look for a tie, and I'll find a couple ties I like. And she goes, which one do you like? And I go, I like them all. I am keep thinking maybe she's going to say, well, get them all, you know, but that doesn't happen because I have a hard time making a choice. And finally, I go, I think I'll get this one. She goes, oh, okay. I'm like, ah, she sounded like she didn't like that one too well. And so I put it back. I said, well, how about this one? I don't care. Just make up your mind. <laughs> and so we drive home, never speaking to each other for two days after that. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's, 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 I just have trouble making choices. And, uh, uh, but, but, you know, that's what life is about. Life's the time of making choices about different things, and, and we could go on and on. But I, I think, you know, it's difficult sometimes to make choices, but making choices is an important thing because we've got to make the right choices. Now, it really doesn't matter too much on whether you have, you know, uh, chicken or you have steak, you know, or what, you know, choosing this, what side do you want? You know, at the Cracker Barrel, too, they'd say, you know, you get three sides or two sides, and then you look, and there's a whole list of things you got to choose again. And uh, a lot of choices, I mean, they really don't matter that much and, uh, when we have to make some choices. But um, life really is full of choices, and we've got to be very careful that we, uh, because we know that we could either make the right choice or the wrong choice. And uh, I think we all understand there's been times where we've made wrong choices. Please do not look at your spouse right now, okay? But uh, we've made wrong choices before, haven't we? You know, you maybe uh, you, you did something really stupid. You think, why did I do that? And, uh, you know, I had a, had a snake one time. I'd killed a snake in the yard, and it was a big old, big old snake. It was like 40 feet long or something like that. It was about, but it was about five, six feet long. And uh, I, I, I wanted to throw it up in the woods, and I got the hoe. And I grabbed hold of it there, and it was wrapped on that hole. It was dead, and I thought, I'll throw them up in the woods. And so I went to fling them, and when I took it, I flung it like this. And what he did, he went around like this and came right at me. And, uh, I mean, scared the fire out of me. I had that snake. I mean, it was, it was a poisonous black snake. And uh, I, I'm really glad Bill's not here tonight. And, Billy, you will not say a word about it, all right? And, uh, but uh, I, I, I went to throw it, and that thing about slapped me in the face. And you know what I said when I was done? I'll never do that again. Sometimes we make bad choices about things. We've all been there, done different things. Maybe yours is goofier than mine, or you think mine's goofier than yours. But the fact is, there's been many a times where we have to say, I I shouldn't have done that. But choices are made every day. And honestly, most choices we make are not that important. Uh, The choices we make every day really have uh, little uh, are really only uh, a temporal type, or and they're not. Uh, most choices are not an eternal choice that we make. You know, like which way am I driving to school or to work, or 
you know, what am I going to have for breakfast? Uh, those, are, those are minor things, and we have to make choices like that. Most of them are not. Uh, and, 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 again, life is, well, what am I going to wear? You know, and uh, you stand there in the closet, ladies, you know how it is, and uh, you've got to make a decision. I, that, again, I don't have any problem with that because I line my suits up in my closet, and I know that the one, the last suit on this side is the one I wear this week, and I just go right down it. Saves me from making choices. Aren't I smarter than I look? Okay, never mind. But, uh, but you know, the choices, we make a lot of choices, and it really doesn't matter what suit you wear, does it? But you've got to make a choice about it, how you're going to drive to church or what you're going to do after church or things like this. A lot of things just don't make, uh, uh, it's not really eternal decisions, but I, I think someone said this, little decisions have little consequences and big decisions have big consequences. The fact of the matter is, no matter what decision we have, there is going to be a consequence. You say, well, I think I'll order this in the restaurant. It wasn't good. No big deal. But there is a consequence. It wasn't good. But some of the big decisions we make in life, what am I going to do with my life? Who am I going to marry? What job am I going to take? Could have really big consequences for you in your life. Some choices we make each and every day is like this, have a good or a bad attitude. That's a choice that we make. You say, well, I'm just going you know, to see what happens today. And there's some things that puts me in a bad mood. But I, when it comes down to it, I choose what I'm going to think about. I choose what I'm going to allow to put me in a bad mood or in a good mood. I, uh, I was thinking on, on the way to church this evening here, it, when we walked outside, it seemed so nice. And it seemed like springtime, and the sun is shining. And uh, I, I said, oh, I said, it just makes you want to go do something, you know, just be outside. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, uh, I, I've got uh, the, the things that, that, that kind of guides me, puts me in a good mood. But I chose to look at that and say that's a good thing rather than, I saw this too, that my car is so dirty. And it could have put me in a bad mood. Simple little things. But making a decision, whether it be in a good mood or a bad mood, to trust God or not trust God. I think we all realize we can trust God, but if we don't, the reason is we make the decision not to. We choose. We choose to murmur and complain when trials come, or we can learn a lesson from the hardship that comes in our life. All of us are going to have difficulties. There's going to be the trials that we're going to go through. But we've got to decide, what am I going to do? Am I going to learn from this, or am I just going to be upset and cry and throw a fit about it? It's your, it's your choice. A choice to be a blessing or to be a discouragement. You know, I think we ought to just choose this to be a blessing to other people. I don't want to discourage you. and I don't want you to discourage me. We ought not discourage each other. But we ought to encourage each other, and, and, and it's a blessing when we can do it. I, I, I think it's wonderful when, we, when we, we converse with each other and we share with each other. And, and, but but here, here again, it comes from us making the decision, the choice to do so, to be a blessing or discouragement, to, to smile or frown. That's a choice that we make. You know, it's just a choice we make there. And he said, well, I just, you know, I don't care. That's the way I am. You know, well, why don't you ask God to change you and help you to be, why don't you choose to be happy? Amen. I mean, come on, sour pe- uh, face now. They're, 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 you can be happy. You can put a smile on your face. It's what you choose to do. Now, sometimes I see people when you say this, you know, hey, why don't you be happy? And all of a sudden they're like, man, don't you tell me what to do. I'm going to choose to be mad. Go ahead. That's a crazy thing, isn't it? But it's a choice we make. We can choose to be, a, to, to be faithful or to be unfaithful. 
You know, and just like this evening here, we could say, well, you know, I'm not going back Sunday night. Or we could be faithful and come back Sunday night. And it's a choice that we make. And you say, well, it's not a really big choice. But think about it again, many choices, and these are important things, and it will determine how our life is. I don't know about you, but I want a life that's pleasing to the Lord and a life that is a joy, but I've got to make the right decisions to be able to have that happen. To be used to God or to live for self is a choice. And times people say, well, I'll just live for myself. That's the choice they make. And then they're miserable and they wonder why, because they made that choice. But we should choose, the, the, make the choice to be used of God. Saying, God, I want you to use me. You say, well, I don't know what God's going to do. But if we'll choose to say, God, I want you to use me, God can use us. And amazing, sometimes God will use us where we don't even realize we're being used of him to be a blessing to someone else choice to live in sin or to be pure and holy is a choice it's a choice to choose God's blessings or God's cursings is a choice now when we look at the apostle Paul and I believe in this portion of scripture here I believe that we find this great man uh, the apostle Paul was a great Christian and and I believe one of the reasons why he was was because he chose to be he chose to be the Christian that God wanted him to be. He had to make a choice there. What, what happens? He could have rejected Christ, but he decided to make the choice to receive Christ. And then what did he do? He said, what wilt thou have me to do? He's making a choice here saying, I am going to do what God wants me to do. He's making that choice. And I begin to think about some of the choices he made that we find here in the scripture we just read. If you go to verse number 17, we find a few of the things that he chose. And one of them was this. He chose to be uncompromising. Look at verse 17. But other, other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. He's saying this. I have chosen here that I am going to defend the word of God. I am not going to compromise. And you know what I think about compromise? The two words compromise and quit are cuss words to me. And I don't want anything to do with that. But I think the Apostle Paul was a man who said, you know what, I'm not going to compromise here. I'm going to be, I'm going to be someone that's going to be uncompromising. And, and the thing is, it cost him because he, was not comp- because he wouldn't compromise. Now, I'll be honest with you. Not everybody is going to want you to be uncompromising. There's going to make people mad because you won't compromise. Dads, make sure you don't compromise on the word of God with your family. Moms, don't compromise on the standing for the word of God. When your kids whine and cry, don't compromise. Be uncompromising. And I think, you know, what he's talking about, set for the defense, he was saying that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow what God says no matter what. Now, here's the thing. There are going to be even family members that will try to get you to compromise. But don't compromise because a family member wants you to. You see, we're going to answer to God someday. And I want my family members to love me. But, and and I've, got, I've got brothers. They, 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 they wouldn't come to our church. But I, I, I say this. They know this. that I don't compromise. What I preach, I preach. What I, when I talk to them, I talk to them about things. Don't compromise all of a sudden my, my vocabulary because I'm with them. I've got to stay on, I've got to be uncompromising. I've got to make sure I don't do that. And, and, and sometimes when that happens, we, we, we find that even, even our families sometimes will be upset with us, but we must not be compromising. I believe also he chose to be a soul winner. Look at verse 18. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Rejoice about what? Because he's preaching Christ. He's witnessing the people. 
You know, and he chose to be a soul winner. And I think about preaching Christ, witnessing to people so they could be saved. You know, I believe this. You'll never be a soul winner until you choose to be a soul winner. No one ever just kind of falls into it. You choose to do it. Anything you do, you say, well, I just hope someday I'll be reading my Bible. You've got to choose to read your Bible. Someday I'm going to go to church. You've got to choose to go to church. Someday I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to tell someone about the Lord. It's not going to happen by just waiting for someday. It's a choice that has to be made. You know, when you go for a job, you've got to make a choice to go to the job, don't you? You've got to make a choice and go in there and to try to get that job and then go to that job. Choices that need to be made. I think the Apostle Paul, that great man of God, that man that, that, that God used in a mighty way, one of the greatest Christians in the New Testament there, was a man who made the right choices. It cost him some of his time. But you know what? We live in a world today where we're so busy, we don't have time for the things that really matter. You know what? Our families are falling apart because a lot of times people, parents don't have time for their family. We've got to make time for our families. Amen. You know, uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of activities going on in our church. And I, and, and I think we could have more, not against it. But one thing I, I, I want us to have, too, I want us to have time with our families. And it's not during church on Sunday night. It's not Wednesday nights. Although that's time with family. But I'm saying this. There needs to be that time where our children are around us dads and around the moms. And, and get, to, get to, I mean, not where, it's, where, where, where it's time that we can... I was, I was, uh, I, I, when I've been counseling with the kids getting married, and I said, you know, uh, uh, one of the things was, you know, don't bring up any bad news before supper. You got that one, girl? All righty. Don't bring up any bad news before supper. It can wait till after supper. Because here's the thing, many a times when we, you, you know this, Lisa, growing up in our house, and Mark knows this, all the kids know this, that supper time was not just eating time, it was a time of teaching time. And we'd sit there, and even that, Mrs. Mock would come, we would be there for hours. Because <laughs> Dr. Mock, she knew everything, all right? But I know how many times, and her dad, same thing. I'd go over, I'd go to their house, they'd have me over on a Sunday when we were dating, and she would, she would have fried chicken. Oh, it was so good. And I went there, and, and, and uh, I mean, think about this. I'm able to spend the afternoon with my girlfriend and have fried chicken. Does it get any better than that? But Mr. and Mrs. Mock, you know what they do? We sit at the table and we'd eat, and I'd say, oh, this is so good. And uh, I'm thinking, just leave us alone. Let us be, look at each other's eyes, and say sweet nothings to each other. And, uh, but you know what they do? They spend time talking with us. So many things we learn by just spending time with our mom and dad. You know, moms and dads, you better know the right things to tell your kids, and so they'll spend time with you. Uh, he decided that he was not going to compromise, decided to be a soul winner, and he decided that, you know, he wasn't going to be so busy, he didn't have time for that. We make time for things we want to do. I hear people say, well, I just don't have time to go to church, but they have time to do everything else. If you're too busy to go to church, you're too busy. It's a choice. He chose to be unashamed, verse number 20. He said, according to my earnest expectation, my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. You know, he chose not to be ashamed. And, and uh, uh, Paul chose not to choose pride. And uh, I like what I read. Someone said this. They said, when, when we become something, Jesus becomes nothing. And when we become nothing, Jesus becomes something. You know, we ought not be ashamed of him. Uh, you know, people, people sometimes, you know, as, as a preacher, sometimes people, I'll be in a store and someone and they'll go, oh, pastor, how are, and you know what people do when they hear the word pastor? They look like, well, who is he? Where is he? 
There used to be some folks down the mountain here. They're both in heaven now. They got saved, by the way, out soul winning. And uh, I, I remember going to their house. They live in an old farmhouse up here. And uh, uh, they both got saved. But they, I'd see them in the store sometimes. And up and when, wasn't it, wasn't it A&P one time there in Martinsburg? Riverside? Grocery store. Hello, everyone. Wake up now. Do you know what I'm talking about? Riverside? All right. But I remember going in there to Riverside or whatever, grocery store. And when I went in there, I'd be, I'd be going in for something. My wife had me stop. And all of a sudden, I'm going down the aisle, and I hear, Dr. Bider, Dr. Bider. And this was even before I got that honorary doctor's degree. And, it, and, and I look up, and here's those people. Hi, Dr. Bider. And everyone in there is looking. I want them to think I was a medical doctor. <laughs> You know, people look like, man, I wonder, wonder where, he, where he practices, you know. Man, that's, you don't want a doctor that's practicing, amen. You want one that knows what they're doing. But I, uh, they called me a doctor biter. You know, I wasn't ashamed of that because I'm, they meant that in a good way. They were, they were glad to say. I remember kids used to, you know, say to our preacher back home, they would, they, when they see the preacher, they go, that's my preacher. And he says, I'm never ashamed of it. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, we ought not be ashamed of knowing Christ. And people say, you know, they, 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 when you go to a restaurant, bow your head and pray. And you say, people look at us. You know what? I hope they do. Not so I can show off, but I hope that they do know that I believe in asking God to bless my food. Amen. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. We go walking up the doors, and I'm not ashamed to go to that door. I don't know who's at the door, and I go up there, and I knock on the door and see who comes there. I'm just glad there's no dog, you know. And, or I saw the guy yesterday. He had this big old dog, and he grabs the dog, and he puts it away. And I, when he came to the door, first thing I said was, thank you. And, uh, but uh, I go, and I, I'm talking to people. I'm not ashamed to talk to people about the Lord. Well, I, I'm God's child. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't be ashamed of it. And Paul decided not to be ashamed. He chose not to be ashamed. And, uh, and, and then he chose to be bold. Look at verse number 20 again after he said about shamed. And it says, but, with, but that with all boldness as always. You know, I, I'm glad that we can have a boldness. He chose to be bold. And uh, it cost him his comfort zone. You know, sometimes we've got to get out of our comfort zone. You say, well, you know what? I'm a little bit timid. Get out of your comfort zone. In soul winning, it doesn't help to be timid. You know, go up there and knock on the door. When they come to the door, you go. <laughs> you got to do more than that, don't you? And you go, I just don't know what to say. I just, I'm from, I'm from somewhere, and I'm just here. And uh, uh, timid won't do it. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Amen. You know, maybe you're timid about singing in church. I'll tell you what, you can't be that way when we sing that song, I Want That Mountain. Amen. I'm, I'm glad as we went along, did you notice this? Seth? They seemed like they got louder and louder. I wish there was like 10 more verses. And, and we, we were singing out, we ought not be timid about it. We ought to lift our voices unto the Lord. We ought to be willing to serve him when even no one else will do it. He chose, not to, he chose to be unashamed. He chose to be bold. And with all boldness, he said there, in, in, as we said there in, in verse number 20, and uh, I, I thought, you know, it's not time for us to be quiet. It's time for us to speak out. You know, this whole world speaks out about every, th- every kind of vile thing they think of. It's about time for the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Just let your voice be heard. Let people say, well, you know, I just don't want to put my opinion out there. Well, don't have an opinion. Have the truth, what the Word of God says, and talk about it. 
You can do that. Wisdom's knowing when and where to speak. But he chose also to be faithful. You know what he did? He magnified death. That's verse number 20 also, the last part. It says, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by, by life or by, by death. He, he chose to uh, uh, be faithful there even to the point of even dying. It was like John Rice said, you're not going to scare me with heaven when someone came and said they're going to kill him. You know, we ought to be faithful to death. We ought to be faithful in, in, in trusting God and remembering, you know, even, even Jesus said, he said, not my will be done, but thine be done. That faithfulness. He chose to trust in verse number 20. Also, verse number 20, he says, according to my earnest expectation, my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with boldness. And then, and then he said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong, wrong verse there. Verse number 21, all righty. Verse number 21. Uh, yeah, verse number 21. Look at it. It says, for me, to live, uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know what he was? He chose to be holy. He said, for me to live is Christ. His life was going to count for the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not living his life to gather all that he could get in this old world. His life was to serve the Lord. He chose to be holy. You know, we live in a fun-oriented society, don't we? You have this saying, if it feels good, do it. We just want to have fun all the time. I'm, I'm all for having fun. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I have fun when I go soul winning. I have fun when I go to church. Uh, I, you say, well, you know, it's not like I'm not talking about the same fun I have in dodgeball when I hit somebody. But I have fun when I go to church. I enjoy it. And, and we can I thought, you know, we need to we need to decide that in this this old world, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with having fun. But the thing is, we need to be serious about our serving the Lord. You know, those churches today they usually have one service, and it's all about having fun. They have all kinds of stuff, play games, and all kinds of stuff going on, and then they have about five minutes of preaching because it's all about fun. Uh, the main thing is the preaching of the Word of God, I believe choose he chose to be used of God verse number 24 he said nevertheless to abide in the flesh is more needful for you he said to stay in this old flesh it's better for you that I do it he understood something very important here he understood that he needed to be used of God it cost him his personal desires you know I don't think we need to say it, but it's, we need to say it, I guess. It's not about you. Amen. You say, well, that's easy for you to say. It's not about me either. It's about him. You know, if we just get our feelings out of everything and start looking and see what will glorify God and what we say, what we do, how we treat other people, oh, my, what a difference it would make. And I think he wanted to be used of God. And uh, he made himself available to the service and the work of the Lord. You know, I, I'm not sure what the Lord would have you maybe to do, but here's the thing. This is the first step in doing what God wants, saying, God, I'll do whatever you want. Remember, I've given testimony about I didn't know where God wanted me to be. I didn't know where he wanted me to, to serve him. But I had to come to a place and say, Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. That's the key to it. And I'll be honest with you. I had no desire to come to Pennsylvania. None. That was one of the states that never entered my mind in all these years. Forty years 
with this church. I was six, six years as an assistant pastor. Think about this, almost half a century. Wow, that's old. <laughs> almost a half a century in Pennsylvania. How'd that happen? I said, wherever you want me to be, Lord. And I believe this. When you think you couldn't handle it, you do God's will, you find out you're blessed by it. What a joy it is to serve the Lord. What a joy it is to be where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do. He said, abide is need needful for you. He made himself available for the work of the Lord. Now, it's true some of our choices are of little, little value, but some are great value, both now and later. And I think about some of those. Let me give them to you real quick. There's the number one, there's the right choice of salvation. You know, uh, thank the Lord that we can make that, that, that choice about heaven or hell. Go with me to the book of Deuteronomy, all right? And uh, we haven't turned anywhere yet, but let's, let's go there back in, in your Bible in the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, let's see, let me give you chapter, Deuteronomy chapter number 30. Deuteronomy chapter number 30, and we'll go to verses 19 and 20. I want you to see what it has to say here. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice. And that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. God was saying here, you know what, you just need to, you, you need to make the right choice here, because it's an eternal choice. You know, that day you got saved was a very important decision, wasn't it? Because it's an eternal decision. The day that I put my faith, August 11th, 1971, when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, I accepted my Savior, was a decision for eternity. I'll never lose it. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Never lose that salvation that God gave to you. And so make the right choice about salvation. I think in hell there's a lot of folks who didn't make the right choice and they wish they had. You know, sometimes, I think it was not long ago, someone out sowing said, well, I'm going to hell, that's where I want to go. All my friends will be there. I guarantee you this, when they step into hell, they'll wish they had not. They'll wish they had that choice to go back to that time when that soul winner came to their door and knocked on their door and tried to tell them about Jesus Christ. They'll wish they had it back, but they won't get it back. Is a choice for eternity. In hell, people are there going to burn forever. They don't get out. They'll be there forever because of the choice they made. Choices. Some choices are, yeah, they're not important. What food am I going to eat? Which, which, what am I going to wear today? But the choice is about salvation, so important. But also the right choice about sin. It's peace and safety or consequences and regrets. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, and 8, it says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Make the right choice about sin. You know, the devil comes along, he will, he will come and try to get you to sin. He will come and offer you all kinds of things, make the right choice. You know, the drunkard today, 
whose body's being eaten up by their liquor happened because they made a choice. Those people tonight that are, that are hooked on drugs, you know why they're hooked on drugs? They made a choice. You say, well, they're, they're addicted now. But they weren't when they made the choice. The choice. Choice about sin. The choice about it being immoral. How many, how many men or women destroyed their families, their, their marriage, because they made a choice, the wrong choice? They mean something. I think about David. He understood that, didn't he? David was a man after God's own heart, but he made a bad choice when it came to Bathsheba. He had a choice to make when he saw her bathing that day. He could have turned around and walked back in the house, but he made a choice to gaze at her. He made a choice to send somebody to have her brought to him. He made a choice to do awful things with her. He made a choice to have her husband killed. He had a choice. And then he writes in Psalm 51, Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. He said, verse 2, Wash me thoroughly from thy, mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And verse 3 says, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. It tormented him. There's a lot of people today that their sin torments them. And the reason is because they didn't make the right decision about sin. Sin will never, ever help you. Young fellows, the devil's going to come along and offer you all kinds of things. But understand, he's a dirty, rotten liar that wants to destroy you. And even as young men, you've got to make the right decisions and say, you know what? I'm going to keep myself from this. I'm going to keep myself pure. I'm going to keep myself serving the Lord. I'm going to do what is right no matter what. Because you know what? Your parents won't always be with you, and I won't be there to watch you either. You've got to make some decisions. Just like many of us had to make decisions in life. I look back. I'm an, I'm an older man now. I'm going to be 69 next Next month, can you believe that? That's an old person's number. I'm going to be 69 years old. But you know what? A lot of the decisions that I made when I was their age mean something to me even today. I never smoked a cigarette. I never drank any liquor. I never went carousing around. I didn't do all those things. You say, well, you were perfect. Well, I'm glad you think so, but I wasn't. I was an old rotten sinner deserved hell, but I'll tell you what. I didn't have all that baggage with me. Because I made some decisions when I was a kid. I remember, I remember my Sunday school teachers get in front of us and they'd get there and say, Boys, don't you ever put a cigarette in your mouth? Don't you ever take a taste of liquor? Don't you ever do it? Don't you ever do it? You need to make the decision. And you used to think, Oh, what's he talking about? He was talking about the truth. Make a decision. What else did the apostle do? He made a choice about service. That brings either happiness or unhappiness. You say, well, you know, service got to bring you unhappiness. No, service brings you happiness. It really does. I'm telling you, you'd be amazed. If you, if you just get off the couch and get up and do something for somebody else nice, you're going to find out it's a blessing to serve. It's wonderful to serve the Lord. I, ho I hope I all of a sudden I got this feeling. I hope you're not thinking, I'm not, I'm not bragging about what we did. I'm just saying this. I guarantee you do something for someone. And you'll find out a blessing. 
You say, but I won't be noticed, and I won't have a pulpit to get up and tell people about it. I understand, and I don't say it to, to get a pat on the back. I say it to this, that try it. You'll like it. It's a wonderful thing to serve the Lord. I'll, in a little while, I'll go home. I'll lay my head on the pillow. It'll probably be late tonight when I go to bed, like almost 9 o'clock. And uh, I, I was up this morning at 3 o'clock. I just, my sermon was on my mind, and I got up there, and I, 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 I studied a little bit there, and then I sat in the chair for a while, and I studied a little bit more. But uh, I, I, I think I've been able today to preach the Word of God. I remember when I worked at Simmons, I'd go home, and I'd be, man, I'm glad that's over. I'm going to tell you, in a little while, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to say, man, that was good. Not so much the message. But it was good to be in church. It's good to serve the Lord. But here's the thing. It all comes down to your choice. It comes down to your choice. I'll be honest with you. You know what? I said to my wife, I said, you, you want to want go with me out there to, to see them? And, I, and, and then some other things came up and I said, you know, well, maybe we could go next week. We had to make a choice. And I think kind of when that was the right choice for that time. They were hungry. We made the choice. Make the choice to serve the Lord. Make the right choices. It's your choice. And if you make the wrong decision, don't blame anyone else because you made the choice. You know, I hear it all the time, and it's a terrible thing what's happening today with the cartels, with all the drugs that are coming to America. I get a little tired of everybody saying it's their fault. Now, they're wrong in what they're doing, believe me. But somebody's making a choice to take those pills. I'm not trying to be mean to the moms and dads of kids that have done that. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of kids make decisions. They think it's not big. Buy a pill and pop it in their mouth and die. You say, well, those dirty, rotten cartels. No, I'm not talking about the cartels. I'm saying those kids made bad decisions. Not only kids, but adults are doing the same thing. And what we're doing today, we're saying, well, it's not their fault. They ought to be able to buy illegal drugs and it not kill them. They ought to have enough sense to say no. Make the right decisions. Sometimes people say, well, my life is a mess. Well, guess whose fault that is? It's our fault for making bad decisions. My marriage is a mess. How come? Bad decisions. Oh, my relationship with my parents is not what it should be. It's just, it's just like a war at home. Bad decisions. Husbands and wives bickering and fighting with each other. Because of bad decisions. May we make the right choices in life. Yeah, a lot of them aren't going to be big deals. What am I going to order on the menu? You know, what am I going to wear today? But there's a lot of choices that we make in life that will affect us forever. Make the right choices. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for the time this evening. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us to be a people that will make the right choices in life. 
And Lord, uh, because we know it's dangerous when we make wrong choices. Lord, I pray if there's somebody here that's not saved, I pray they make the choice to get saved tonight. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed right now, I'm going to ask you this again. If you were to die right now, do you know for sure you go to heaven? You say, well, I'm not sure. I'm going to tell you something. Make a good choice right now. Make a choice. I'm going to get saved tonight. You say, well, I'll do it later on. Later on may never come. You may die before that happens. How many folks, I think I said it last week, how many folks are in hell that planned on one day getting saved? Satan says, all right, get saved, but not now. Hell's full of people that planned on it. I wonder if anyone tonight said, Preacher, I don't know that I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone tonight? Preacher, I don't know that I'm saved. All right, Christians tonight, how's your decision-making going? How about the choices that you make? You say, well, you know, I really don't care. I mean, you ought to care. You ought to make the right decisions, then I'll be a blessing to other people, then be a pain to other people. Then I'll be a blessing to, to my family rather than cause division in my family. Then I'll do what's right, no matter what. Well, I'll make the right decisions even if people laugh at me. Men and women, boys and girls, make the right decisions. God spoke to your heart tonight. The altar will be open. You know what to do. You do what God tells you to do. Father, bless now this invitation. I pray your will be done now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.